Hello and welcome to episode one of Arc by Arc. I am Labosco. I'm joined by Ramses and Isaac as we are going to start this journey where we will take different series that we decided that we wanted to do. We're starting off with a large one here at the beginning in one piece as we are going to jump in and go arc by arc through the story, however big that story is. And obviously we picked a pretty large one. Guys, welcome into episode one. Uh, we're, we're here. We're, we're starting our journey. Our romance dawn is beginning and uh, welcome in, and and you guys excited? Yes, sir. Yeah. Super happy to be here. Hi, I'm Ramses. Maybe you know that, maybe you don't, but I'm happy to be here. And for those of us who didn't hear our bonus episode uh, with episode zero, we have a new member joining the crew this for this series, um, a good buddy of mine that I'm super excited to really get involved with everything. Uh, this is Isaac. Say hi to the people, Isaac. Hey, what's going on? Awesome. Yes. So again, like Ramsey said, you know, leave us a review. Tell, tell anyone you know who's a One Piece fan if they want to or if they want to, you know, maybe they were thinking about starting and need something to go along with it. Well, that's what we're going to be here for. So join us on this grand adventure as we are going to get started going here with Romance Dawn to start off. The, the format is going to be arc by arc. That's the name of the series for a reason. So we're going to start off with one arc, go through it. And we're not going to go over every single beat of the story, but we're kind of going to go over the highlights and, you know, parts that are important. And then, we'll, you know, we'll talk about different things that character wise that matter to us and, and different things like that as we go through. And, and for One Piece in particular, there's some fun anime stuff we'll be talking about, but we will be going through the manga. So chapters one through seven is what we will be covering here first. Romance Dawn, arc number one. And it, it, it's, it's really what starts everything, what starts one of the, the lar- longest running mangas around and and the best-selling single comic by one author so mm-hmm. <laughs> we're on quite a start here that we get to go on guys for sure and yeah like Lobosco said this is not a chapter by chapter manga like read-along podcast we're going these bigger chunks it's more fun i think to kind of go through these pieces of the story in like entire sections rather than just one each time um, and we'll be doing this for a bunch of different things but for by and large the way we talked about on the bonus episode one piece is our main story we might have some side quests here and there working on some other stuff but i'm super excited i've been fascinated by this since i was younger never really did the full dive until a little bit ago but i'm super excited for it um there's a couple of things that we maybe want to get set up i think before we go in right as far as just kind of like how we're going to go over stuff um you talked about a little bit as far as like level of detail yeah so so we'll go over like i said each arcs um we'll go like, like i said not every single story beat but most of the ones that matter um there's a couple of things different in the anime and the manga we'll kind of talk about those towards the end as well also, just as a primer to kind of get to know like what you're going into here, because pirates in One Piece are not exactly the pirates that maybe you've seen on TV, because to be honest, those pirates aren't really how pirates were in uh, reality. Anyways, they weren't saying our matey or, you know, stuff like that. And, and you know, talking me booty and, and all that. That's that's not what pirates do. And that's not what you're going to get from One Piece pirates. Now, you're still going to get pirates who, who, you know, raid and pillage and stuff. But the pirates that we're going to be following around are going to be a little bit different than that as well. Um, more of a, nor- I guess you could say nobler version of what a pirate is, is what you get here. But like 
this is more close to like what pirates were in reality, or at least what we know about them. Um, and there's a really good excerpt if you read like the the first volume of One Piece that Oda puts in there that I, I guess I'll just put it here. Um, he says, and it, I've been gathering and reading a bunch of reference materials to do this pirate story. However, the pirates I admired so much in my youth hardly left written records of their history. I guess they were just too busy having fun on their adventures that they forgot to leave their stories for the future generation. That's just the trouble with those darned pirates. And, and that's a little X. That's literally like if you open like literally the first page here of the volume that I have, that's literally what it says from Oda. And he's got a like a mask on there too, wrong side of the page, uh, like a alien mask. So I just wanted to point that picture out because it's a that tells you a little bit about the guy that we're going to be getting to know here, who's the creator, Ichiro Oda. I compare the pirate pirates in One Piece a lot to like an adventuring party, like in D&D or something like that. They're not necessarily going around plundering all the time. It's not like it's not necessarily p- pirates, especially the pirates we're going to be following are not ones who go out and plundering, sacking things like destroying stuff. It's more of a group of people living outside of the conventions of society, like you living the way you want to live and doing yes. your thing. Um, quick note. Um, you touched about it, Lavasco. One Piece is the highest selling comic of all time. If you're a Shonen Jump reader, One Piece was, I think, for the longest time by a single author by a single author. Yes. Um, one piece has been the cornerstone of that magazine for how long now? Almost like how long are we getting to now at this point? 25 years, 25 years. Um, it's, Over 25. It's, it's number one in the big three for a reason um, that this is like a cornerstone of not even just like, not even just like Shonen Jump, but just manga anime, like in general, there's a very clear line as far as like, things that became before this and things that are influenced by this afterwards. Oda is like the dude where you talk about like, you hear those stories about like mangaka, like only sleeping like a few hours a day and like barely eating and like only taking like 20 minutes rest, like during a day. Like that's Oda. Oda legitimately has like recovered and is like doing better for sleep wise. And he sleeps like maybe five hours a day now. Like he was that dude who was like sleeping two or three hours a night max. Um, and just doing all of this over and over and over uh, has very rarely missed like extended periods of time here and there, but very rarely has missed extended periods of time. Um, this dude is like, is the man um, he is of yeah. all the mangaki. He's like the dude. He's very dedicated, but I think more so than a lot of the other ones, he's been very lucky health wise too. Yes. like, if you're a fan of Hunter Hunter, uh, you know about Takashi's health problems and stuff like that. How, uh, there's been a couple health scares with Oda, but that's it, also caused him to sort of change up how he does things. He takes a lot more breaks than he used to and stuff like that. So luckily we've had something of very high quality put out for a very long time. So yeah, Oda, we'll get to know Oda as we go on, because the one thing that we definitely will be talking about, and, and we, you know, we don't get it this early on, but there's SBSs that Oda does that we will eventually be talking about as well, where we really get to know who kind of Oda is at that point. So Look forward to those in future arcs as well. There's there's just so much to, with One Piece is the nice part. And now we get to finally sort of jump into really what we want to talk about, which is the story itself and the beginning of this story here, guys, in Romance Dawn. And the start of chapter one, it's a bit of a longer chapter, which you de- generally get when, we, when you're doing a manga. But we really get to kind of understand who Lu- our main character is in Luffy. We meet him at the beginning. And if you were an anime-only watcher, you probably never saw. And and for me, for years, I wondered, how did Luffy get his scar? Well, literally in the manga, it's answered in, like, page one. So well, that he, is something I never knew. But, like, that is something that we get to see as we go on. 
Well, we're jumping ahead. Very first thing. Uh, I always, I super want to hear your thoughts on this, Isaac. The oh, very right. first page is just like setting up. Not only sets up the entire conceit of the whole book, like Oda from first page is like, here's what this is about. Here is the goal for the entire rest of the story. True. Um, we get to see Gold Roger, uh, the king of the pirates. Um, and I love how he has it in here, like this giant, like public execution. I love the stage of it, but you see this like devilish, like this devilish, like shade eating grin on this dude's face that like not like. It, it we learned that pretty much this is the greatest pirate in the world, the king of the pirates. He'd achieved everything. Um, and before he died, he set out a challenge that if you can whoever finds his treasure can take it. Um, he he left it in in other places they talk about it. I left it in one piece, which is like sometimes it's more ham fisted than it is otherwise. Um, but I love it because it strikes still home, it's still this thing of like this dude lived outside the like lived outside society did whatever he wanted and still goes out like on his own terms quote unquote with this um i'm rambling a bunch isaac i want to get your first impressions just like first page getting smacked in the face yeah i was gonna say it was perfect for me because i knew nothing about one piece and you know didn't know what the one piece was or anything about the story at all and it just boom laid it out right in front of me and um yeah, just kind of set the goal from the start. The Bosco, as I'm it looking cool at this because frame, I, I don't know. I was gonna say I recognize somebody in this fr- in this first frame that I'm sure we'll talk about again in like a couple of minutes. Um, but I recognize other side characters that are shown in this first frame, um, specifically this character with the tattoo on his arm. Now that I look at it, yeah, it, it's very interesting how like Oda is very deliberate with stuff, even from literally the first page of the first, which is technically like a. And if you like read the volume, it's like before the first page, basically, of the manga, like it's the start, but it's also sort of not the start is then you go into a nice spread followed by the start where we see Luffy uh, be an idiot and stab himself right underneath his eye. So, yeah, it it, it is. I, I can't believe I forgot about this. I was I was thinking so much about like how for so long I never knew about this stupid scar of his. But you're right. Like, like literally everything is laid out for you in the beginning. And if you, you've ever watched the anime, like literally every like the for the first I don't know how many episodes, that same scene that you see on chat, page one, you see in like every single episode. So it, it is something that like really gets hammered home. But like it's so done. It's perfectly done here with just that one page. You don't need anything else. You understand. OK, so this is about an era that this guy started. What's it what's it really about, though? And then we go into our little boy named Luffy who has befriended some pirates in a bar and they are like, what is with this goofy kid? You know? And and that's how we jump into learning about our main character who like at this point, like, I don't think you know what to to think when you just see him here other than like, why did he stab himself with a knife? What are you doing? (laughs) So, and he does this as a response to, um, we meet a couple people at the very beginning. The first two like story characters were really immediately introduced to is we meet Luffy and we meet uh red haired Shanks. Um, I have to bat Shanks is a pirate of some esteem who is using the, the village where Luffy lives as like their, his crew's base of operations. And you can already tell there is a little bit of like an older sibling, younger sibling relationship with these two characters that it's mm-hmm. Luffy is like, this is, 
not only someone who like he thinks is he idolizes and like really wants to be like, but this is somebody who he's like, I can be a part of this. I want to be involved with this. And in order to prove his toughness as a man and to prove that he is worthy to go on a pirate voyage, um, my dude, like you said, stabs himself in the face. <laughs> yeah. He stabs himself in the face. And like, I, I don't know. How's that too? Like seeing that. Cause like for me, that was still a shock. I was like, wait, did he really just do that? Like for you, Isaac was, was that like, cause like, I don't know if many, like I'm thinking like Naruto, like, yeah, he paints like the, he, he does some graffiti and stuff. Like right. thinking of other characters. I don't think of like, I don't think I've ever seen a character. This is how you're introduced to him. Yeah. Just right off the bat, just unhinged. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> Un- oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he is super unhinged. And then like, Oh yeah, I'm fine guys. It was nothing. And then like, he he tries to convince Shanks to sort of get him on this on his crew, and then Shanks. Uh, one of my favorite things that he does is he's like, "Oh, just calm down here, have some milk." And and then Luffy, and Luffy's like, "Oh, thanks," and he drinks it really excitedly. And then he's like, "I don't know any pirate who would drink milk," and he starts laughing <laughs> at him. Like you're right with like the 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 like sibling bond that they sort of have, or like annoying neighbor kid who's really young is like what Luffy is and like you're the older neighbor kid and he wants to like hang out with you but you're like you're you're like 15 years younger than me kid I'm sorry like <laughs> you, you you don't understand all right like Shanks is the man there's so <laughs> many characters that Oda has where I'm like hell yeah that's my dude I'm gonna say it literally the next chapter and I'm gonna say it when we get to another arc afterwards I will say it again and again like I love because he does like the way he characterizes this guy and you get to see it more in the later on that this is someone who is incredibly capable and incredibly like honestly dangerous, but is not mm-hmm. this. Is, this is still, I think what the ideal is as far as what Luffy wants to be. This is still somebody kind who looks out for other people, even though they have the power to realistically do whatever they want. And Oda's the king of foreshadowing. I didn't realize this. Maybe they say this in the anime back when I watched it. The entire when they talk about how Luffy trains so hard that his punches are as powerful as pistols, and comparing that to what he later names attacks afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my dude. Yeah, he. he I think he does say that in the anime. But you're right, and and sort of jumping into what happens after this is after you know that little school where he he tricks Luffy. We we get to see to your point like what kind of man Shanks is because mountain bandits come in and they break in and not break in, but they, they kind of, you know, come into the place. They kind of not, not rough people up, but, but they kind of disrespect Shanks and Shanks just kind of lets it happen. And it just makes Luffy absolutely angry. Right. And, and like it, you, you really get to see, it's funny. Cause like you, you said you like really understated guys, but like big burly men, he is not a big oh, burly no. man, but he, he definitely has a presence to him. It's so fun to where like, again, just this idea that like, it's not about me. I like, I don't take my pride in what other people think of me. I take pride in what I'm able, what I do and like what I, how I provide for the people. And the idea that like, um, Huguma the bear, the leader of the mountain band, it's like smashes his glass on Shanks's head and that everybody else has a reaction of like, Oh, like, so you serious, like the rest of the crew, cause you can look at it. Like Luffy's like super surprised. Machina is super surprised. The mountain bandits are like, think it's like, are like, are like excited to see him get beat up. And you look at Shanks's crew and they all just have this response of like, all right, 
like okay like this is gonna like there's this look of detachment of just like okay like this is what's gonna like there are consequences to this and you do not know what you just got yourself into yeah for for you watching this scene sort of unfold for you isaac i mean again this is something that that is just out of the norm like you don't see characters like do something like shanks's actions like for you knowing nothing i mean what what is what is your reaction to this happening i thought it was really interesting how um shanks kind of carried himself throughout that whole um the whole scene going down yeah it it is out of the norm that something else too we'll get right before we get into the um kind of what we we start to get into the power sets and like how like people get abilities in in this in a second um i will mention this because if i don't mention it now i will mention it every single episode i probably will oda is the king of character design and he does it in a way where like they talk about like if you want to check like good character designs, you just put black silhouettes up on like a white background, and just what do pick, what do these silhouettes look like? If they all look pretty uniform and the same, it's not varied enough, and it's very samey. Every One Piece character looks incredibly different, um, and he replicates these designs all the time. You have some people who look similar, but like everybody looks different. And you look at just like Shanks's crew, like there's a bunch of these background characters who we see again and again who like have very specific designs and then are like they're ugh, I, I could go on about it over and over, but um, it's, it's one of my favorite things about the, about the manga. Yeah. The, the silhouettes are something that, that are very unique to, to one piece in particular for sure. And, and makes it very easy to, to recognize character. And, and I think it burns an image of them a little bit better into your mind. Cause like the characters are so well, differently designed. So it gets really easy. And and then like actions of not doing anything like this with Shanks, like that already is going to make an impact on you. And then what happens after the mountain bandits leave, his crew laughs at him and he laughs and you're like, okay, this is, this is also not what I was expecting to have happen after this, this whole mess just happened where this dude like just completely disrespects him. And, and then Luffy's all mad and Shanks is like, what it's Luffy? It's, it's not a big deal. It's you, you've got to like pick your battles is sort of what he tells him. And, and like, it's, that was, beneath him wasn't worth it and then Luffy starts to try and walk off and then we find out oh yeah we weren't paying attention because we were paying attention to what was happening in the bar Luffy ate a weird fruit and now he's stretching what just happened and like you can like you can totally miss that this is happening in the background if you're not paying attention other than them being like did you just eat this and and he's like yeah I thought it was just a dessert and you're like oh my god it didn't that's how he gets his powers it didn't even <laughs> taste good like that's like it's yeah, that's my man is obsessed with food. That's his number one thing. But I love that gag of him just walking in and the arm just still going. So the yeah. um the in universe uh for the uninitiated, these are called these fruits, uh these special fruits are called devil fruits. And these devil fruits, um, when somebody eats them, they are granted a specific power. It's very it's a lot of how it's like kind of the first power set we get from uh for one piece and we will get a bunch of them um it's the first kind of power set we get but there are um there we know one immediate negative to devil fruits whereas if you eat one uh you can't swim you're which luffy couldn't do anyways so like he was already gonna drown (laughs) now i don't know about you guys but a bunch of pirates who can't swim is a very is also dumb and hilarious to me too without a doubt without a doubt like like i remember when i was watching it for the first time being like 
they can't swim, but like you're on the sea all the time. Like that makes no sense. Like, what are you going to do? What do you, how do you get around? How, how are you going to be okay? Like if you fall in, you're screwed and like you do, it comes into play. It definitely comes into play. Like, like it, it's not something that's like a foregone thing and like you forget about it. So it is cool that, that it is something that, that does come up in the story as well. And you know, it, it's so weird to like learn all of this stuff and it's like, okay, so now you've really going to have a tough time being a pirate, I guess. Cause like, as far as we know, this is the only devil fruit that exists. So, uh, it, it is a wild way to sort of introduce your power system for sure. And, and then it's like, oh yeah, we're just going to continue to move on now and, and go on to the next thing where it's like, okay, now some time has passed. Luffy is just in the village and we know that the, the pirates are out somewhere and they haven't been back for a little bit. And then who returns? But we get to see the mountain bandit again. And then we really get to learn who I think Shanks is. And we understand sort of the gravity of who he is as a person and why he is the way he is. Mm -hmm. The mountain bandits kidnap kidnap Luffy and they're going to hold him hostage. Um, They hold him hostage because Luffy is out defending Shanks's honor. Um, The mountain bandits are talking about like, oh, like this guy's garbage. He ain't shit. Like, whatever. He let me smash a bottle on his head. Luffy is defending somebody he looks up to um, and Shanks and crew come back just in time uh, to just see what's going on. And still, he still gets his dig in, which I love where he's like, Luffy, like what happened? I thought your punches were as powerful as pistols. Like, how did they get you? Um, And then we get one of my immediate favorite moments in the series. This is kind of like the first time you watch this is where like you go from like, oh, this is fun, happy, like super sunny shonen, and just like, oh, like, somebody's going to get murked immediately. Um, it, it kind of, the serious button just drops like out of nowhere. So, yeah. And, and this is, you go, go ahead. You go. Oh, no, I was going to say, this is where, where we have one of like the first moments where like different translations and different things do this scene in a little bit of a different way. Right. So, so in the manga, what you have is, uh, Shanks saying like, it's not safe to point guns and like, saying you know now that you've drawn your pistol uh you know are you are are you uh put you're you're putting your life on the line is what he says and and the guy's like what are you talking about and then boom dude's brains get blown out like this is when when we see the tone shift where where this is one of the things that one piece does best going from something sort of light to something man, that's pretty dark that's pretty heavy and now we'll have it in our show notes but this is also where I think the dub, which is something you don't hear very often, but I think the dub did this scene the best and translated it the best. What Shanks says here, which is, um, you know, now that you've drawn your gun, uh, you know, you, the, still the willing to put the life onto it. But then when the guy's like, what are you talking about? He goes, guns aren't uh, gar- guns aren't for threats. They're for action. And then what happens next <laughs> is the action that makes everything happen. This is no has it's no hesitation. Like it's just like guns are for that our faction. Bam. And like it's it's and that's a, like it's the reminder too that like Shanks is stone cold. Like as much as like he is a caring person who like wants to like who is trying to protect people and do right by other people, like does not like he like he doesn't mince words. He doesn't Yeah. My man's great. I oh, I love my dude. Um and then and 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 he goes in about hey, you can spit beer on me you can you can make fun of me you can do all these different things but you better not mess with one of my friends or this is what's going to happen to you so like you 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 still you understand okay there there's layers to this it's not just like oh you know 
I, I just wasn't feeling it that day or something. Like there's literally reasons why for everything. And so something we get to see too um, is when it is when the mountain bandits kind of rush at the rest of the pirates. And I don't think we get this character's name quite yet. Um, but literally just Shanks Lieutenant is just like, cool, all handles and dispatches all these dudes by himself. Um, not even shooting them, just like beating them to death with a gun. Um, I don't know. Do we, when do we learn? I know this, all these characters are named. I know we don't know this guy's name quite yet. Um, yeah, I don't remember when exactly we get certain names for Shanks's crew. Cause like the big round guy is named Lucky Roo. Like I know they don't reveal that in this part. Like I don't know if his name's ever actually like said in the manga, but yeah, it, it's very weird how, how like we know Shanks's name, but we don't really know anybody else's name on his crew. Um, I don't remember when exactly they reveal his re- reveal n- names and it's not really like a spoiler or anything to reveal their names either, which is why it's weird. Is like, why, why weren't they, their names said, but I guess it's cause the, it really wasn't the interactions. Cause I think even like when Luffy's talking to him, he's just calls him like vice captain or something too. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm like th- thinking back on what I read and like thinking like, when did we find his name? I, I don't know when we learned his name is Ben Beckman, by the way. Um, but, but yeah, it, it is definitely not revealed here in the beginning. But it's like you you find it out eventually, not like revealed in the story. Just like I think like in an SBS, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the name of his crew or something. So it's like, OK, <laughs> not that it matters. Right. So we get to the climax of this first chapter is after getting the crap kicked out of his crew, uh, the leader of the Mountain Bandits takes Luffy and decides, well, like, well, screw this. Like, I'm at least going to get rid of this kid. Um takes him out into a water into a boat in the middle of the ocean with the idea like, all right, like you can't swim. You drink a, a devil fruit. I'm going to throw you in here and you're going to die. Um, and that he, um, uh, man, I still like, he's going to go and he's going to, he literally just decides kicks Luffy in the ocean. Decides like, that's it. Like I'm killing this child. Like it's, uh, it's anime. Like, yeah, it's manga. It's fine. Like this dude's going to murder a child in the middle of the wa- ocean for petty revenge too it's not like it's anything like crazy that luffy did like luffy's a child he can't do anything to this guy he just told him to stop making fun of shanks like and that was enough for him to like want to kill him in the village too like they were going to kill him before shanks came anyways so like like this is gonna happen regardless and then you know he gets saved there and then throws him overboard but uh i guess there was like some karmic justice that ends up happening to him though as we see a giant sea monster just comes and just eats him whole. This is one of my favorite moments in that first like mini arc of just like the giant, the immediate, and these monsters are called sea kings. The sea king just immediately coming up and just obl- not like obliterating uh, Higuma, and then going down to a- about to kill Luffy um, before kind of the last before this incredible moment happens. Um, Isaac, if you would, if you could, if you could, just, if you could tell us what happens after that. Yeah. Uh, as the sea monster is coming up, uh, Shanks arrives and he comes to uh, Luffy's rescue. That whole graphic, my favorite graphic of this uh, first chapter is uh, Shanks holding Luffy in his arms and he's missing one arm. And it really capitalizes on that tone change that you get from that lightheartedness in the beginning to this really like, you know, shit's real. Like, Shit's going really down. real. Like, yeah. I, oh my, like, like it's so much drawn better too in the manga than in the anime because the anime, like, it's still it's kind of bloody and stuff, but like it looks very like like kind of jagged and stuff mm-hmm. the way it looks mm-hmm. in the manga. Like Oda, 
certain details of Oda's art, I think he does a really good job of. And like that was one of them for me where it like hits harder here in the manga than it does in the anime. And like you're like, oh, my God, that really just happened. And 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 he, he there's this great moment, too, with Luffy where he's like, you know, Luffy, why are you crying? You're a man now. And Luffy's like, because you lost your arm. And he's like, it's just an arm. You're safe. That's all that matters. Oh, we almost forgot, too. He just looks at the, the, the sea king and tells it to get lost. And it leaves. That's a, like, <laughs> like you have this crazy moment that's happening there. And then, oh, yeah, he, he didn't even have to do anything to make this monster leave. Like that to me, too, was always one of those moments where I'm like. What just happened? What is this? So Luffy just like in that moment, Luffy kind of gets it too. He was like, all right, like I'm not strong enough. Um, as I thought I was, I didn't really get how serious this was. Um, so he Shanks and his crew are going to leave. They've decided like they're moving on their new base of operations. He decides like, okay, I'm going to become a pirate on my own. And you sh- and you're going to see like, I'm going to be the king of the pirates. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the, yeah, I'm going to be the king of the pirates. Um, and this is where Luffy gets his hat. Cause the entire time you watch all the iconography, like for all of one piece, Luffy's got the straw hat on. I mean, that's what we'll get to. That's what his crew's even named. Um, but it's Shanks who originally starts out with it. Um, and that's also kind of like a mini, we talk about like one piece, every, all these characters have these long running goals and like their number one motivations. And this is just kind of like a background thing for like Luffy. Like this is something too, is kind of to prove himself to Shanks and to kind of prove and to make it to that. Um, Shanks asks him to bring, to, like, to keep his hat safe for him uh, and to give it back to him someday when he's become a great pirate. I would say, and then from there, we jump ahead to where Luffy's finally setting off at sea. And then we see that same Sea King that that uh, Shanks told him to get lost. We see the name of said move that he always said his pistol, his uh, punches were as strong as pistols. And then we see, oh, yeah, maybe they are now. I, I think this is I think it's 10 years later is when this happens too. he's going to finally set out on his own. And we see the the character that we're going to get to to see and go on this journey. And it's interesting, too, because we get these little uh, little boxes at the end of chapter one that say Luffy's tiny boat floats on his crew yet to be found. Luffy's great voyage of destiny has begun. So that's how we end chapter one. It's a bit of a long, like I said, you know, first chapters are ten- generally longer from manga, but like you really get to kind of understand the motivations of Luffy here and and why he he is going to be a character that is worth following because you see the mentor that he has and you're like, OK. Let's see what this kid turns into and and if he really follows in the footsteps of of clearly the guy who really meant a lot to him that he was following or in his childhood that mattered to him. So before we jump in and we start, we're going to we did a lot of work establishing kind of this first like because like chapter one in itself is kind of like a mini arc. Um, we'll, we maybe we'll talk. We'll, we'll revisit it again later. But like the way the anime kind of handles this is weird because it'll go like a little bit forward and then an entire like episode of like flashback. Um, if I have it correct in my brain, no, Chris, it's not formatted the same. But doing it this way, you just get the motivations correct. immediately. You just get um, you have all the bat, all the flashback stuff immediately done. So you can just jump straight into action for chapter two is awesome. Um Give me Isaac. Give me your overall thoughts uh, after finishing chapter. After we finish chapter one, and then we jump into the rest of this. Yeah, I thought chapter one was a beautiful chapter. It really established um, Luffy's roots and motivation and his upbringing, and you know, playful yet super powerful artwork that really justified the story. 
and provide, like you said, you know, provides the goal for Luffy and you kind of, everything's just laid out from the beginning. You have something to look forward to. You don't have to kind of like ponder about it. It's like, nope, this is it. And this is, this is, you know, he's going to go for it. Like, being a pirate. And, and now we get to see where he's going to go on his adventure. So it, it is very good groundwork laid. And then we find out that uh, Luffy's not much of a sailor. Like literally nope. in chapter two, the beginning, he gets <laughs> swallowed up by a whirlpool. Well, he went out he on a dinghy, Lebowski. My man rode out from port on a on a rowboat. <laughs> well, you know that's just what you do sometimes. And nobody said Luffy was smart. Like we knew that from chapter one, though he stabbed himself underneath his eye with a knife. Like we we already kind of knew he was not the brightest uh, crayon in the box. So. Like, like this isn't really much of a surprise. I guess it's more of like, man, it really didn't take you long to really screw things up on your adventure. And he like throws himself in a barrel. And was like, well, hopefully I don't die. Yeah, he and then of. we like, we're like, yeah, right. It's like, what, what, what? This is how the story starts. And then uh, we get to uh, Goats. I think it's Goats Island is the name of it. Is the island there? Goat Island. Well, we get to meet like, a, so the next like important character that we get to meet is we get to meet kobe um and kobe is kind of the first person like the first time we see luffy interacting with people like just going out and making impacts on other people um and that's something i really love about this like about this is that it's luffy has growth and he has progression but so much of this is about like luffy goes out and does things and how do the people around him react to things um so we meet kobe uh he's a cabin boy on a ship for uh Lady Alvida. Um, Alvida is also another hilarious and kind of super mean character design. Um, she's a giant lady with this huge iron club that just whenever anybody says that she's not like incredibly beautiful or anybody disobeys her, she just bonks them on the head with this giant club. Um, but Kobe is a he's a cabin boy who's been kidnapped and put on the ship. Um, and he gets he's been he's super mistreated by the rest of the crew. Um he is really he wants to stand up to Alvida, but he's terrified of being of doing anything. Um, but we learn. We learn about Kobe and we learn about another character that we're going to see in a little bit uh, about. Uh, how would you describe the character? Uh, how would you describe this guy before we start looking at him later on? Oh, the, the well, all we know is he's a pirate hunter. Yeah, that's literally all we're told. And that he's like a demon. Like that, that's our introduction to who's probably going to be, I, I would imagine because of the way you talked about characters, he's probably your favorite straw hat is my guess up to, to this point. We'll Ramsey's. talk about it. We'll talk uh, about it. We meet, we'll talk about him in, in a little bit, but like we get inklings of this other character that, that uh, we might end up learning about later. But we also see that they like pull this barrel out of the water. And for us reading, we're like, well, that's gotta be Luffy. Right. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, thankfully Kobe does that because, now we, we have the introduction of these two characters to each other, which is like, this is the first time we're seeing Luffy now meet somebody out in the wild. And, and we also see this funny interaction with the other guys who were like going to open and because I think it's a giant barrel of, of beer, you know, of sake. So, so they're trying to open it and they want to drink this and then I'll bust this dude. So they're freaking out. And Luffy's like, what are you guys talking? Like, I was just taking a nap mm -hmm. in the barrel. And you're like, wait, so you went into a whirlpool. You fell asleep, too. Like, like, okay, Luffy. All right. And, and, and then just like, this is how chaos ensues. Luffy is chaos. And we see his interaction with Kobe and like, Kobe tells him his sad story. And Luffy's like, oh, I, I don't like people like you. You suck. <laughs> you're like, damn, Luffy. 
you could have been a little bit nicer to the kid, but like we, we start to see uh, how Luffy treats other people and, and how he sort of inspires Kobe through this. Cause like Kobe's like, so what are you doing? Why were you in a barrel? And Luffy's like, well, I'm going to go become the pirate King. And then we also learn too, right there because of how Kobe is reacting to him, telling him this, that like, He's like, are you crazy? Everybody wants who's a pirate is wanting to be the pirate king. You're not going to become it. You're just some dude. And then Luffy tells him, yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm going to go and try or I'm going to die doing it. And you, you get that little bit more of like, oh, so this is the type of character Luffy is. And then you see how Kobe reacts to it. It's all like the motivations are always so plainly laid out. Um, and then if that motivates like and what's so great is you watch like Luffy's Luffy is just very out and just very like blunt about what his dream is and that bluntness really motivates people to be like well if this kid is going to go out there and he's going to pursue this thing that's ridiculous like pie in the sky no way in the world this is ever going to happen then why wouldn't i pursue my thing why won't i go and it, you see this from pe people who have very small simple goals to people who have giant astronomical goals if he's going to go out there with reckless abandon and do this then why what's stopping me and preventing me from trying it as well and so Kobe gives us his goal, which is if Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates, he wants to join the Navy uh, because he wants to, after his horrible experience with Lady Alvita, he wants to fight bad guys and he wants to make the world a safer place. And Luffy or he, Kobe asks Luffy, you know, is, is my dream ridiculous? He's like, how should I know? He's like, I don't know if you're going to be able to do it or not, but go do it. You know, it's kind of basically what Luffy's whole thing with it is. And then Alvita is told about, hey, there's this weird kid. Oh, what do you want us to do? And she says, what do you mean weird kid? And it's like, oh, maybe it's the pirate hunter. And then we have the whole uh, interaction between Alvita and Luffy. And Luffy's like, who's this weird lady? He says, I forget what he called. He's like chunky later or something. Like That tough he, he looking old bitty. Like tough looking is so much weirder. <laughs> than like... and, and you're just like, they're all freaking out because like nobody says this to Alvita. She's Alvita the club, you know, and Luffy doesn't care who she is. She's just some weird old lady who's like getting mad for no reason. Like that was another thing too. like the, the whole like looking on your ship for dust. It's like you're on a ship. How can you be mad if there's dust on your ship? Like what kind of pirate are you? She was just so bizarre. And Luffy's like, I don't care who you are and takes care of her and, and basically frees Kobe by doing this. And it's like th there's this good moment, too, with Kobe where he, like, you know, Alvita goes again, like, who's the prettiest on the sea? And and Kobe finally sticks up for himself. You're thinking about the things that Luffy was saying to him and just is like, you're an ugly old hag. I can't stand you. And Luffy's like, well said, and just like beats the crap out of her for him. And, and, and it's like this beautiful moment because it's like Kobe's finally free to kind of do what he wants. And now we've got ourselves a little companion for the moment. They talk about too. So he beats Alvita, um, makes the crew give him a dinghy for him and Kobe to go off to the next town. Um, and they already are hype. Well, again, the foreshadowing is great. The, they're already hyping up like, yeah, like I've heard there's this demon like pirate hunter out there. He's apparently really cool. So like, I guess I'm going to have to go and get him um, and I'm going to make him join my crew. Kobe's like, no, no, he's a demon. He's terrible. You can't. He's like, well, I'm going to see for myself what, what kind of guy he is. I'm not going to listen to what other people say, which, you know, there are certain things in this world that 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 message kind of resonates with more so now than it maybe even did then, which is an interesting to think about as far as like perceptions of people and things and stuff. Like, I think that's uh, 
it's probably still a good message that works out today. What I love to like, I want to get your thoughts on this in a second, Isaac. What I love to is like one, pe- like people complain sometimes about Shonen being like too much, like follow your dreams, work hard, push, like <laughs> train really hard and you too can accomplish your goal. And one piece is like the number one about that in a way that I love it, where it's just like everyone has a dream and it's specific and it's very individual, but like it's on you to fit to do it. And nobody stop like nobody's stopping you from doing it other than yourself. Yeah, I, I feel like, other, I mean, I love Naruto, but I feel like they were a little bit cliche about that kind of message. I really like the way that it's portrayed uh, through characters like Luffy and how infectious he is um, with uh, everyone else around him. He kind of, he kind of, um, he kind of, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. He kind of, oh my gosh. It's infectious I, I it optimism. It, like what he, it's infectious optimism. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but he, um, the way he is on the story, there's like a term that people kind of use for it. Like, you know, the story sort of happens to, to, to people, I guess. Luffy happens to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he the way he is, it, it, it's sort of like um, those leaders who he, he's definitely like a natural born leader in some ways. We can see here, like being able to inspire somebody who really didn't have any reason to be inspired by anything. So it's cool to see this. And especially too, somebody whose dream is like the polar opposite of his too, right? Like like a marine or a, and a and a pirate, like not really somebody you'd expect a pirate to be inspiring. So it, it's cool that we get this little bit of that. But now we're we move on to Shellstown, which funny enough, like again, I don't think they ever say the name. I think they just call it the the the. Uh, I think in the manga, like when you're reading it, they just say it's the the. Um, the marine base island or something yeah they say. The, the naval the, the base town the, uh, yeah yeah but but shellstown is the name of the base or the the where the base is that's the name of the town they don't ever tell us that in the manga but that's where where they end up heading to next to see what is this pirate hunter guy all about and like they got to go somewhere and for kobe this is perfect because there's a marine base there too so it, it it helps both of them out on their goal and then we end up there and they're like, oh, it's this great little town. And they go and they they get some food and they're talking about, yeah, I wonder how how this pirate hunter guy is. And then everybody freaks out in, in the the restaurant that they're in that he said pirate hunter, uh, Zorro. I think they say his name at this point. Yes. Which, they, by the way, it's it, they say it's, it's Zorro. It's not Zolo. Like yes. in the if you read the official translation, it's one of those JoJo's things too. Where like it's so, I'm reading it where I'm reading it. It's Zolo. I was like, huh, okay. All right. I mean, that's not how I've ever heard it pronounced. Um, again, I'll say it twice in one episode. This is my dude. I like there is nothing cooler when like we'll talk about this guy's fighting style as we get there. There's nothing cooler to a 11 year old boy in the world than a dude who fights like this. Like nothing, nothing at all. Um, they he is so dangerous, in fact. And like we get more context like, as it is. The Navy just has him tied up to a post like in isolated like he is he's isolated on the middle of this naval base um luffy and kobe kind of go to check it out and just be like all right cool like i'm gonna go get him you can go join the navy and kobe's like i actually have to go talk to them and he's like yeah like yeah go for it i'm gonna go over here bye like um i love it they show this freaking badass silhouette too of just like the all black like zora with the bandana on um tied up to this post and he looks up and he has just like this they like they say demon a lot but he has like this like evil looking smile on his face uh when they're gonna go up and untie him 
Ugh. My dude, I love it. It's him. great. And 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 uh Kobe's like, "Don't go do that. They'll kill you." You know, like like and Luffy's like, "But he's there's nobody here. What are they going to do if I untie him?" You know, he's he, he's like, "Whatever." And and Zoro sees them and he he just kind of, you know, starts saying, "Hey, you know, come on, untie me." You know, like, uh, I I think he was joking. I think he just wanted to mess with them. Um and and then while they're they're kind of talking with him, like you know, Kobe's freaking out, and Luffy's like, "What? He's what's he gonna do? You know, he's tied up, he's bleeding." And then there's this little girl that just comes out of nowhere, and she's like, "Quiet!" And then she's going over there and starts talking to him. And then we get to see it. it's like, "Oh, he's not a demon," because he just like, "What are you doing here? Get lost! What are you? Just go, go away!" It's like really kind to this little girl, and you're like, "Wait, what?" There's a lot. There's a heavy theme in One Piece about like the value of kindness and that like in a world that is so like rough and is blatantly unfair and more blatantly unfair at a massive level. The longer we get into the story, um, that human kindness is the most honorable thing you can do, and that people are willing to even lay down their lives in response to human kindness. Um, in the actual anime, we get a little bit more of an explanation of why Zoro is tied up. They talk about it in the manga but we actually see that um rika the girl gets attacked by one of these dogs and that zoro just comes up and gets attacked by a dog that is the owned by the son of the naval base commander um being an asshole with his horrible dogs out there and um that zoro without any hesitation stabs this dog to protect rika and that she like this is her trying to repay him back and Helmelpo, this character, the Nalo Basis son. Again, Helmelpo, yeah. Helmelpo. Ho- incredible character design because it's so like dumb in like the best way. Like he's got this weird like pill bot like pill head. Um and he's wearing like a leisure it's like suit. Full cut to the extreme. <laughs> um but yeah, Zoro is protecting this girl from Helmepo's dogs. Um this character irritated me so much, Isaac, when I've watched the anime, because they give him like the annoying anime guy voice that they used to give everybody in like oh. stuff in, <laughs> back in the 90s, where it's like, and it's horrible like that they did this, but like it's they gave everybody like, you know, when they make it a, a character um, in an anime and they just like, all right, this guy's the annoying guy. So we're going to give him the really like whiny, slightly effeminate voice. Um, yeah, it's that one. Yeah. Um, when I uh, when I first saw him pop up on the page, that's exactly how I pictured his voice to sound. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and he, it, it's so funny too because like you, you have like Zoro telling get lost. Do you want to get killed, girl? And, and she's like, "But I brought you some food. You got to be hungry. You've been out here for days. You know." I think at this point he's been like strung up for like oh, like nine days mm-hmm. or something crazy, and he hasn't had any food. It's like okay, that's a really long time without food. And then that's when when. Uh, you said pillhead is what his head kind of looks like. Looks, like I said, I said it's a bull cut. It to is. It's, it's both things. It's both things. Yeah, it's both. It's both for sure. And and, and then we see kind of like him, like like being like, so you know, you're not supposed to do this to the girl. And like you know, we have a decree out that anybody who tries to help the the pirate hunter will be killed. And he also eats one of the the rice balls she made or takes a bite into it. And he's like, oh, this is terrible because like she didn't make a rice ball properly she made it sweet instead of with salt because she's like oh i thought it would taste better that way if it was sweet and he just decides that he's going to crush it in front of her like all this hard work that she did she's clearly upset about it and then he orders a marine to throw her over the wall Mm -hmm. and like 
just just that alone, you're like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? And it's like, you, you look like this and you're a shit person. Like, my God. Another theme that we'll get into a lot is the abuse of power from both like military authorities, but like government authorities as well. There's a clear or just and not even just anybody in positions of power, just abuse of power, abuse of power, abuse of power to any to people who are undeserving um, from the worst and worst. Um, so we learned that, yeah, Helmepo has this challenge. Like, all right, like I'll set you go. I'll leave. I'll let you go in a month. Um, if you could stay, I'll let you go. If you can stay here a month without food. And Zoro is an honorable person. Um, he's like, all right, I'll make that promise. I will sit here. Like I'll, I'll be tied up for a month. Um, I, you made me a promise. I'm going to handle it. Um, and I love this moment too, where he eats. So he eats the dirty, like rice ball. It's like mucked up on the ground. Um, I love the eating like picture from Oda too. Like the, the, he's a big fan of the giant cheeks every time. Um, and just tell her, I said it was delicious. Tell her I ate it all. And, um, Luffy and Kobe start making a plan to like how they're going to spring. Well, they, they make a plan about how they're going to spring Zoro, but while they're doing that, Helmeppo comes down the street and goes, Oh, like you guys thought I was actually going to free that guy. No, like we're killing him later today. Like, I don't care. I'm going to like, I don't care about a promise. I'm like, I'm an adult. I, like, no, I'm an adult. Like, I'm in charge. I'm dad. Like, my dad's the commander. I can do whatever the hell I want. And it goes to that abuse of power thing again. And then also the way that he gets fed it, by the way, Luffy decides to just now that Helmeppo is gone, he just hops in there. And there's this really uh, it's a really cool picture too, a uh, panel, I should say, where it's like Luffy and Zoro and there's nothing else but white. Just those two. It's a very interesting panel. And, and there's this little conversation that they have. Um, where where Luffy's like, I don't think I could survive a week without food. And Zoro's like, well, I've got more willpower than you and stuff. And you, they have this kind of back and forth. And then we find out this stuff from Helmeppo and abuse of power. Of course, Luffy's not going to stand for that. So what does he do? What does any uh, person who is like Luffy do? You, you go and you punch the guy who says the, the thing that was wrong and calls him scum because Helmeppo is scum for for promising one thing and then doing another and that that is clearly something that luffy is not going to stand for and that's when luffy resolves this is going to be the guy who's on my crew this is going to be my first crewmate i love that too it's like you don't want to make like you don't want to make an enemy of the navy and he's like i don't care the navy's corrupt like i if the navy's corrupt i don't care if they're my enemy um that's giving too much nuance to luffy though luffy's like i don't care he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, that that's that's the basis it goes for Luffy. Like, let's not make it seem like Luffy was like, oh, they're, this is a co- corrupt. They're damaging the, you know, the bourgeoisie has too much power. So no. that's, that's Luffy doesn't think that much. So was, he he did something wrong and he didn't do anything wrong. This is bad. We go into the next chapter in the immediate cave. Like, I'm going to tell my daddy, not my dad, not my father. I'm going to tell daddy on you. And like, daddy's going to like kick your ass. Um, It's we get into this and like, how Meppo sucks. Um, we get to see Captain Morgan, who I sent this to the boys earlier this week of just um, <laughs> this picture, the, this this frame of Captain Morgan in like his like office, and it's just I'm so great underneath, <laughs> like behind. <laughs> um, well, and, and that's the first words that we hear out of his mouth too. Before we even see him, we see his back. He's silhouetted, like you said, silhouetted is something Oda does, and. That's the introduction to this great captain of the Navy. And then you like you just quickly learn like he is just a shitbag of a guy, too. Like it's clear why his son was that one as well. And his design is outrageous. Mm-hmm. The freaking 
see, and like this is what I love about this is that like you have these you have very human designs, and you have literally a dude with an axe for a hand and this giant <laughs> metal jaw. <laughs> yeah. And that's Captain Morgan for you. Yeah, that's him. Uh, hides his butt chin like his son, because uh, he clearly has one like his son does. There's no doubt about that. So that's something that's being hidden by his uh, graft on piece of iron for his chin. And then the axe as well. And his just like, I'm better than everybody. And people need to to do everything for me. And if they don't, then they're they're worse than scum, because I am the person who is the has the most power here. And very over the top is Captain Morgan, but like I think it gets the point across pretty well of like how much of a shit guy he is, and like why like a guy like this in the Marines is the worst type of person to have. Somebody who uses power to go after institutional power to pursue pursue their own selfish means just for their own pride. Um, we learn about Zorro's kind of ambitions and his goals that he doesn't want to be a pirate; he wants to be like that. Like he lives by his own code. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but that like, I'm not going to be a pirate. I don't care what other people think, but I have my own goals. Um, I've never done anything I regret. and I don't intend to in the future. Um, That again, like so much about Zoro is honor. And we see that again and again going forward, especially with some of the fights that my dude picks all the time. Um, But so much is about honor and that like, I, I mean what I say and I'm just going, I'm going to do what I want, but I have other, like I have other goals and other ambitions. Um, we get a little bit to just about going on. Um, Captain Morgan is building this giant statue just as chalk, literally, literally just to talk about how great he is of himself. Yeah. Um, he's trying, Helmetpo's trying to get him to go and fight Luffy. And he's like, why would I waste time on a dude who beat you up? You're like, you ain't worth any, you're worthless. Um, you're an idiot son who's not even worth hitting, which is awesome. Um, you're, why should I fight your battles? You're big enough to wipe your own battle, bottom. I don't mind you if you use my status, but only lay hands on people. But I only lay hands on people who defy me. You are not the one who is. You're not the great one. I am great. <laughs> I am the great one. <laughs> um, so we get Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> um, and then again, like the the casualness of just like people's ego in this the casualness of death in this universe like it's super silly and then literally a dude like somewhat defies him he's like dead immediately kills him um we also learn that luffy goes to go and try and grab um zoro's weapons uh because they have all they just they confiscated his weapons when he was uh captured the first time and then he tries to, he tries to jump into the tower and he overshoots and destroys the whole statue <laughs> yeah and and that just makes Morgan see red too, and he's just like, Somebody kill him, somebody do something. And he grabs him up, he's like, Hey, I was looking for you, come with me. And he like just kidnaps him. I love that to, frame, like, get away. I love that, like, z- like that full what's like you, you, it looks, I, I don't know what to describe with that frame of Helmepo just being like zonked for a second, like, Help, <laughs> Father, help. <laughs> yeah, and like, what's what is he gonna do, anyways? Like, he has no power, he's he's just a shell of a human as it is, anyways. So him and Luffy go running off. The, the one thing, too, I wanted to mention before we moved on past it, but there's the, the part with him and Zoro talking uh, and, and him, you know, and Luffy's like, you're a bounty hunter. Like everybody says is a demon. Like, you know, what, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't care what people think. This is this is how I am as a person to, to the part you were talking about honor. Like he, he doesn't ascribe himself to being what people have called him. And he clearly isn't the person that they say he is. So more of like um, what 
sometimes what the perception of somebody isn't the reality. And it's clearly the case with Captain Morgan as well, because we forgot to mention, but back in the bar, Captain Morgan's name was said too. And that freaked everybody out as well. So, so like, and Luffy was like, oh, this is a funny town. They freak out at everything you say. But moving on, like, yeah, so, so they, they end up, uh, Luffy takes El Mapo around and is trying to find the swords. And then we see Kobe goes in and starts to try and free Zoro because he also knows that Zoro is going to be killed. And this is where we, we kind of have like the climax of what's going to happen here at the end of Romance Dawn, where things start to really hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, they straight up, Kobe's trying to freeze Zoro and Captain Morgan shoots him. Dude, that frame made my heart drop. <laughs> just seeing the bullet just coming from uh, Kobe's body. It's and it, I think it was the end of the chapter too. It's like yeah. right like, before. Imagine yeah. like you were a weekly reader and like the last thing you see is Kobe getting shot. And then you see Zoro like glares up at where the shot was from. And then we <laughs> see like Luffy still looking for the swords. That's how I couldn't imagine having to wait a week where it's like, Oh, I started kind of like this little kid who's kind of annoying, but hey, you know, he's you know, he's trying to do his best, and then he gets shot, and you're like, did he just die? <laughs> and then we find out in the next chapter, it, it, it's a flesh wound, it, you know, as mm-hmm. the uh the Black Knight would say, right? But he uh he ends up not being too poorly hurt. Actually, we, we go to Helmeppo first, then we see Kobe freaking out on the ground, oh. and Zoro's like the bit where he's okay, just great. The bit where he's holding Helmeppo as a shield and it's just the the blank look on his face. Like no Oda draws this line because well, like Oda draws like balances this line where like it's a very One Piece is a very cartoony looking anime. It's not like crazy realistic standards. But like when he goes into full on, there's moments where he just goes into full like Looney Tunes mode sometimes with how he draws characters. Um Kobe is shot, he's bleeding, but he's not dead. Zoro tells Kobe, like, dude, just get out of here. Like, they're going to set me free if I survive for the month. You're doing this and they're going to kill you. You get out of here. And that's when he finds out the Helmeppo never intended to actually keep that promise that they were actually going to kill him later today. Um, And that's where Zoro decides that he's I think that's at the this is the point where we're about to like where he's Zor, where he starts making the case that like Zori Luffy is trying to help him out of no benefit to himself. Only because like, but because he thinks he's a good person who would be good for his crew. Um, and then they get surrounded and they're about to get killed by a firing squad. And, and Kobe even says, you know, you don't have to join up with him, but you guys can help each other out, at least here while this is going on, because he's not going to stop until he frees you. So so then we see the firing squad is coming and then we see Luffy sees three swords and it's like, well, OK, which one's his? Helmopo's passed. Out. He's like, whatever. I'm just going to take all three of them. He springs down into the yard and then we see, oh, yeah. That's right. He's made of rubber. We kind of forgot about that. He ate that whole gum gum fruit mm-hmm. thing that we talked about a while ago. And then here we actually get to see a little bit more. Oh, yeah, this has properties of rubber. So what happens when the bullets come flying that we're going to kill Kobe and Zoro? Uh, well, we have a flashback before that happens. <laughs> we learn through only a couple of pages. Isaac, Zoro's back. If you want to cry. One piece will throw this at you over and over again. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh. I'm having a good time. Cry. <laughs> yeah, this backstory definitely hit. Um, we l- And it's only like four pages. It's not long. No. That's the crazy mm-hmm. part. And you're like, um, yeah, it, it, we, we learned Zoro's backstory. Go ahead. This is your guy. Oh, this so is my, oh, dude. Um, Zoro was, Zoro used to be a member of like a sword of a, um, a sword dojo where he would lose every, every time to uh, against Kuina, who is the daughter of the dojo head. 
Um, and they say zero for 2000, <laughs> um, lost 2000 straight duels. And he's like, like he, they, he is strong. He is good. Everybody else is like, this dude's awesome. This dude's great. Like they call him pathetic and they're like, no, he's super strong. He's not weak. He's the he strong. He beats adults. He's the strongest person in our dojo. And he is just no match for this girl. Um, <laughs> I love his loot. Even if he can use two swords, he's still weak. Losers should learn to suffer defeat in silence. Um, we learn that he's like, I'm going to keep going until I can't keep losing to her. I'm going to sail the season. I'm going to become the greatest sword master in the world, which this is his central motivation is that I'm going to be the greatest sword master in the world. We learn initially um, because he wants to beat Kuina. He challenges her to a duel with real swords. Um, that they're going to actually fight and one of them might die. And then they have this duel. Kuina still beats him. Um, Not really a match. And he's embarrassed and frustrated. And she goes, look, like at the end of the day, they're like, you still win because you can go be a sword master. You can still go about and pursue your dreams. I don't, I have very little time left until like I can I I don't get to be the world's greatest swordsman I get to go be a wife I get to go be like a daughter I don't get to actually pursue my dream um I don't she's like yeah you know physically you're gonna get stronger mm -hmm. you're just it's just the, the physiology of of boys and girls and and Zoro is not having any of it mm -hmm. he is not happy with what she's saying here and I this I love this part from Zoro that um we're going to make a promise to each other that someday we're going to fight each other for the title greatest swordsman ever. Um, lots of promises in this manga. Everyone's making promises to each other all the time. Um, but yes, that this is like, it's almost like, and it's an older sister almost even di like dynamic. It feels like where it's like, this is the person I want to surpass and beat. Um, he goes and trains. Um, we find out that there was an accident and Kuina fell down the stairs and died. Um, so not only does she not get to pursue her dream at all, um, life cut incredibly short. Um, and he decide and he asks, it's like there's this quote that I love of just because she he's yelling at her, like, no, like you're faking it. You can't run away from your promise. Um, you made it like you promised me this, like, we're going to do this. Um, like screaming out in despair. Um, and her father, the sensei just says, humans are fragile things. Um it's like it hurts in the it hurts in the manga. It hurts in the anime too, like because they, they get to build it up like a tiny bit more. Um, ugh, everybody has these backstories that hurt so much. Isaac, everybody is every literally everyone, literally everyone. <laughs> Just be prepared. Just have the tissues ready. That's that's the thing because this is maybe the the tamest of them all. Mm -hmm. And and then the oh, wow. another great line too is I'll have to keep the promise for both of us. I'm going to become a great swords master that my name will be known even in heaven. So his motivations there, and then sort of I guess his life flashing before his eyes. And right as he's about to get shot, Luffy jumps down. We see he's a rubber boy, and the bullets just fly back at the guys, and they're freaked out about it because they're like. What just happened? Why are these bullets coming back at us? And that's when uh, in, in the manga, he just says, oh, that must be a devil fruit. And this is one area where I think the anime did a little better is we get a little bit of an explanation of what devil fruits are. We'll have the link of that little scene in the show notes. Um, I, I had these guys watch a couple of clips here from mm -hmm. the anime. So if you want to watch some of these clips with us, definitely do it because I think there's sometimes a little more context added and sometimes things just hit a little bit better 
in the anime than in the manga. The manga, I think, is overall better, but there's some moments where the anime does really step it up. So I think it's worth having that little bit of explanation because up until this point, we still really didn't know what devil fruits were. And then we learned, oh, there's multiple devil fruits and it grants you this crazy power. So we see that happen. And then the final fight of the this part of the manga happens where we finally get Zoro free after a little bit of uh, you know, Luffy trying and not being very good at it. And then we have a really cool, one of the coolest manga pages in the beginning where Zoro just has all of these dudes' swords stop and he shows his three-sword style for the he, first time. So he Luffy gives him the out too, where he's like, I'm, here's your weapons, like get out of here. Because if you fight, just if you know, if you fight with me, the Navy's going to be your enemy too. And he says like, my, like, I, how did he, I'm going to go back just to make sure I have it like set up correctly. Um, but I love that line of just, I, you've got your, you've got yourself a pirate. <laughs> you must be demon spawn, but I'm not ready to die without a fight. All right. Um, it's yes. Ugh. So he practices Centauri, which is the three sword style. And as a kid, when someone was like, yeah, dude, this guy has three swords. I was like, ha, yeah, like that. That's so cool. Like, oh my gosh. And then being 11 and playing the video games and just seeing like this dude has fucking three swords. <laughs> three swords. There's nothing cooler to an 11 year old boy than a dude who fights with three swords. Like, what? Is, and it's not in a way that you would expect where like maybe there's like two in one hand and one in the other. My dude has a sword in his mouth that he also uses. And this is another one in the manga, in the yeah. anime, it's great whether they stop it. It's like this like freeze frame. Like a slow motion where like he blocks all the swords at once, Ugh. something like that. Yeah. Did, had you ever seen Zoro before this, Isaac? Like, did you know about the three sword style? So I've only seen the graphic, um, that big one with him, like having his arms crossed like that. I've only seen it as like a tattoo or just like from like oh, yeah, a Instagram post or something like that. And then seeing that and having that sense of familiarity, I was like, ah, it like clicked right in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That is, yeah, because like. Zoro's definitely like one of the more popular, I think, characters just in anime in general. There's also this point where where Zoro is like, what are you? The You must be a demon spawn, he says to Luffy, which is funny because like he was the one getting called the demon. And now he's calling Luffy a demon who very interesting little uh, tidbit there that that those exchange between those two. But then he's like, I'm going to do this. But if you I am going to be the, the, the world's strongest swordsman. And if you have to make me stop on there, you have to commit suicide. Harikari mm -hmm. is what he says. Uh, if you uh, ever make me do that, and Luffy's like, I, world's greatest swordsman, the king of the pirates wouldn't have anything other than that. So that's uh, where that he fully commits to Luffy, and then they just they just clean shop with everybody at this point. Mm -hmm. They kick everybody in the navy's ass. Um, they there's all these great still shots, and they do this again and again. And they get into big fights where like they beat everybody up, and then there's this like it's this one where they show everybody's on the ground, and everyone in the navy's like he's a rubber man it's hopeless like captain we can't fight them and it's just like luffy and zoro just kicking the dust off of their shoes um as morgan's coming up um morgan orders a bunch of his men to commit suicide because he won't tolerate defeatus um and a, and they're like contemplating it which is weird I, well i i would say do they do like, it i think they do it because there's like because well, they, no, they, they get stopped before they do it okay they have the guns to their head though Okay, actually, maybe they do, though, Ed. Well, maybe the, that was just something I missed. I think no, you're right. Well, because they show one of them, there's a guy who's, like, bringing the gun down from his head. But, like, the way they show that is, like, I think it's, like, the sound um, the sound blurb on there is for footsteps. Maybe. I'm not sure. 
I think he stops them before they do because I think they see him fighting. I think that they're contemplating it. I don't know. This is like, man, did they actually do it? And I just didn't realize it. Like, I know it's messed up to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I didn't think they did it. Did did they do it? Do you think they did it? I don't think so because I no, I don't think they do. I think it just but like they were definitely close. They were they were close. They were really, they had the guns to their heads. They were thinking about it because they're probably like, well, he's going to kill us anyways. I guess I, I don't know if that was their their reasoning behind it, but uh, they get stopped before that, and then the fight between Luffy and Morgan's starts to happen in full finally, and we see you know the action figure that is Captain Morgan fight Luffy, and 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 then like he screams his names, I'm I'm Captain Axe Hand Morgan, as he's like just like being a weirdo, and Luffy's like, oh yeah, I'm Luffy. Nice to meet you, and it's like you guys are fighting why are you introducing yourself to him luffy he wasn't saying his name to you to like introduce himself that wasn't what was happening but luffy like just beats the crap out of him and then we get uh while he's beating him and punching him like i get luffy's attention because like he's got a gun to kobe's head and they're like he's like hey are you paying attention like i'm gonna kill this guy if you don't and luffy's like huh what (laughs) and and then we get the uh one of the final moments of this where where we see Helmeppo try to uh, get Luffy to stop. And this kind of harkens back to to what we had happen with uh, Shanks a little bit, too, where gun to somebody's head. What are you going to do? And that like Luffy readies up like, all right, like I'll punch this guy. And Captain Morgan is um, like Captain Morgan is there about to kill him. Um, I love this shot too of just like Morgan like coming up from behind him with a you've assaulted the off an officer of the Navy. Like it, it becomes even just like not only have you like the the level of greatness it's like I am the greatest, I am the great one. You've assaulted like the great leader, you've assaulted Captain Morgan, you've assaulted an officer of the Navy. Like just holding on to whatever sort of because this dude's just been embarrassed in front of his entire crew, has been trounced, thrashed beat to hell and it's like well okay this is the one thing i can cling on to um and uh ooh. in the in the anime too like it's so i love how they do this where it's just like it's like they're like snap and you put you point to it and it's just zoro like in like that form into like behind him having like run through him yeah and luffy punching helmeppo at the same time because kobe's not afraid to die see and helmeppo's freaking out also this is where we're going to start talking about four kids because boy I, I I saved this picture for this moment because I wanted I wanted Isaac to Isaac, I wanted you don't him know. To, to see you don't what know. four kids did <laughs> and so I'll share it in our group here and you can see the picture oh my gosh it's gonna it's, is it gonna make it I it's gonna make it download AVI hey. um and it's so dumb so as a background Isaac the four kids dub that was on my kids WB and everything um they huh? heavily censored a bunch of this um huh. any there's no blood um. There is anybody who smokes a cigarette and a lot of characters smoke cigarettes. They have a lollipop instead or some other thing in their mouth, which will be very important later. Um, there's not guns. They do these weird like Looney Tunes contraptions where it's like a it's like a kid's next door weapon where it's like a boxing glove, like on yeah. a gun that like shoots somebody. Um, it's there's a lot of stuff it's they so do. Bad. I don't know if it's, it may not open for me, but yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. see it. Yeah. Like that's that's what they drew. Like that's weird. how could you do that? It changes everything. It's wow. so weird. And, and this is only the beginning of the. Four I'm gonna kids bop stuff. this kid. I'm gonna bop this kid. Don't make me bop this kid. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about uh, the four kids that are, like all week, and I was like, I, I, 
I was going to ask, like, is this something I got to like look at or is it, or before we hop on? I, was, I don't know anything about this. No, that yeah. see, I wanted the genuine, like, you could hear the confusion because it, yeah. <laughs> watching that you're confused. You're like, even as a kid, it's like, wh- what? Why does he have a hammer? What is it? <laughs> like, like of all the like four kids edits, like one piece one is the worst. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely tragic and bad, but we we now have Morgan's defeated. We have Helmepo punched and Kobe's fine. He doesn't get shot because he's too scared to actually shoot him. He doesn't use his hammer gun on him um, and bomb him on the head with a, <laughs> a boot or whatever the heck it is. It's so <laughs> bad. But Kobe and Zoro are okay. The the and and then Luffy and Zoro turn to the rest of the Marines and are like, "So who's next?" And they all celebrate mm-hmm. because they fucking hated Captain Morgan and. It ends up that they're really happy that this all happened. So town is happy. Their Zoro passes out because he's so hungry and they go and get him food. And now we finally have things sort of our resolution here. And Luffy's eating a ton of food. Zoro's eating a ton of food because he hasn't eaten in nine days. And Luffy out eats him. And Zoro's like, how are you eating more than a guy who hasn't eaten in nine days? And he's like, you just, uh, he's like, you don't have an appetite or something weird. It's like, it, it was just like a funny exchange. But now we have the beginning of the formation of the Straw Hat crew where Luffy gets his first, uh, his first uh, crewmate. Mm-hmm. So we now have two people that we're going to be following around. Um, Kobe elects that he, so before we get to the Kobe thing, the Marines ask the pirates to leave. Um, they're going to like, look, we can't report. We're not going to report to your Navy HQ. But because you're pirates and because this is a Navy base, we have to ask you to leave. And they're like, okay, like we're going to leave. And they ask Kobe like, hey, like you're with those guys, right? Like you're with them. And Kobe in that moment is like, well, if I say I'm with them, I'm going to be a pirate. I'm going to be labeled as a pirate. I'm not going to be able to join the Navy. I'm not going to be able to accomplish my dream. But these are my friends. And I can't turn my back on my friends. Um, And. Luffy oftentimes is portrayed as kind of like a dumb character, um, especially depending on like certain bits of the anime. Um, but he has there's this shrewdness where he's just um, in order to preserve Kobe's okay. dream, he goes Kobe into punching him to show that he mm-hmm. like that they're not friends. Um, he goes Kobe into punching him, which I love. I love and how they he, handle that. Yeah, he vouch- and he beats the crap out of him after he <laughs> vouch for him in the most. Oh, vouch for him like the most unexpected way and um it is that, i didn't even think about it being a vouch that's like a good way to put it yeah too. i was kind of expecting those two to kind of go in like a very like the same path together you know so i thought it was interesting that they had mm-hmm. them kind of separate and cemented um them in like you know polar opposites because now they're technically enemies because it's navy versus pirates which is something different too like i don't know many uh Many um, stories where like somebody who's your friend turns into your enemy, like literally in the beginning mm-hmm. like that, too, which was, I think, something that drew me in, too, for sure. Like, like it is a cool, cool thing to see them do that. And then Luffy even making it possible where he can even do it. Like you said, vouching like that's literally the ultimate voucher. It's like, well, the, this guy who's now just a pirate just beat the crap out of him. Clearly, he's not a pirate. Also, like Zoro being like, hey, you know, they've got like a lot of intelligence. They'll know that you were with Alf- they, you were with a pirate before. He's like, that alone can just screw him, mm-hmm. clearly, from what we were told. So it, it, it's this cool sort of dynamic. And then you have the internal monologue of Kobe realizing what Luffy just did for him. And then, you know, he, he 
makes his pledge to the Marines and everything. And they're like, it's not going to be easy. And he's like, I, I will do everything in my power to become a Navy captain or whatever he says. And then, you know, they're, they're leaving the island. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is the ship we're on. It's like a little dinghy. And they're about to go out to sea. And, and he's like, oh, this is kind of pirate like how we're leaving too. nobody in the town accepting us anymore. And, and then we have the, the salute by not just Kobe, but the Marines themselves mm-hmm. come and salute him, too, which is a I thought a cool little detail as well that we get when that like the Marine captain understands like, hey, like those guys vouched for you and the, like those guys are your friends. Like, that's really like you have some great friends. Um, he says and he yells back that like we'll meet like. Kobe yells back like I won't forget what you did for me uh, and we'll meet again and then I love like it, it's like these little like jokes I'll throw in there just like alright it's against regulations to salute pirates like we just did so as punishment we aren't going to get any dinner for the next week and they're like okay <laughs> yes sir um, and then our boys make it to the grand line um, there's a nice teaser image too where they talk about the golden age of piracy where you can see some characters in here who I'm sure you look at it at the bottom of that picture. We see Shanks in the corner. Um, there's more people in here that we'll see as we get closer, further on, uh, including one of my other favorite characters. Um, it's <laughs> the build of it is like just building stuff up. And this is so much fun. Um, and, and another uh, narrator box at the end of this chapter, too, of Luffy and his first crewman, the former infamous demonic pirate hunter Zoro set sail. Neither of them realizing that they may that they've made one serious mistake. We don't find Which out. Next, we don't alone, find out like, till next week. Yeah. But that that's romance dawn. Mm-hmm. That's how it ends. And like you said, the picture there and that, that, that being the first arc, I think that encapsulates really well. Like, okay, this is the kind of story that we're going to have this. We're going on this adventure. These are the two guys we're going to be following and whoever else that they might get. And it seems like it established things well for you, Isaac, being your first time really jumping in. What, what did you think of like the setup and everything that happened here so far? I thought the setup was perfect. It has me like absolutely hooked and I've been ready to continue on with the story <laughs> like ever since I finished it. So, yeah, I, we, we, we kind of we didn't get to do this episode as quickly as we thought we were going to. So there's been a little bit of time. So we, we haven't jumped into Orangetown yet, but that is what we're going to cover next, which is the Orangetown arc chapters eight to twenty one. For those of you reading along with us, uh, those are the chapters that we'll be covering. That's the next arc. I, I thought this was a really good jumping point for the series, um, especially like compared to the anime. Like I had both of these guys. Ramsey's has seen it before, but I had Isaac watch episode one. And I think the, the manga does a better job uh, by showing us Luffy's backstory first and then getting us into the other stuff where, you know, episode one, we saw uh, they start off with like Luffy, like and the Alveda stuff and Kobe. Um did did you did you like the way the manga did it better, Isaac? Oh, definitely. I got, when I saw like the opening scenes for the anime, I got kind of annoyed. I was like, "This is really, really like kind of cho- chose to like start off the it's story, a weird introduce pick. the character." Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I like having a starting point yeah. and then going up from there, and then whatever other backstories are needed later, you know, they'll get revealed. But like initially, I like it, you know, starting ground up, like how it did in the manga. Yeah, start with your main character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramsey's for you revisiting this stuff. How is it for you? It feels a lot more. I've I talked about it a little bit off air and I've said it a bunch of other times, but like 
it's su- it's a breeze to read and the parts like where the uh, where the anime kind of has to compensate for that it is so like it's it, it moves so quickly um everything is swayed out so well i really i'm enjoying this more than i enjoyed even watching it i feel like you get to those moments so much more frequently rather than just like waiting for a lot of the episode to get there um talking yeah. to like as we move on I always forget like how much I love Luffy. Like Luffy is just so much fun because like he's not he has all these kind of layers to his personality that don't really seem to be there at the beginning because he kind of feel like oh yeah, dumb kid going off on an adventure and like yeah, he's a little bit like oblivious, but like th- this guy has shrewdness to him. He has power to him. He has empathy to him. Yeah. Um emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure to see my boy. He, he's an idiot. Yeah. But emotionally intelligent. Always a pleasure to see my boy Zoro, the most bad, like the second most badass character of all time, just because three freaking swords. Um, uh, I love it. He's an idiot though too. Oh yeah, no, literally. There's yeah, he's an idiot too. Everybody is. I just love wait, it. you'll see. Yeah, the, he he's dumb as well, which makes him great. But yeah, I, I I for me going back, you know, I I've I've gone back and read romance dawn before but reading it again and and now for doing it for something like this there's just a renewed like i already i'm excited about what i read it weekly you know like even while we're going to be doing this arc i i still read weekly chapters and you know freak out about all that stuff i even stream it sometimes but yeah it's fun to go back and kind of see where this journey began and see where we're going to go so it's fun to do and we want to know what what did you think of the beginning of One Piece? If uh, you know, if you revisit it with us, like if you're somebody like me who who's going back and reading it to go along with us, or if you're somebody new joining, like Isaac, just tell us your kind of your thoughts so far. Uh, you know, give us give it to us in the review, give it to us wherever you're watching this. We'd be glad to to read some of those mm-hmm. and see what people think. So definitely be sure to do that and join us with in Orange Town, which is next. But you know, it this being the way we started out, you know. I think this was a good start and good for us to kind of get our paces going as well and see how we kind of work as a group here, the three of us as well. So this, this was a fun first episode to get to do with you guys. I'm, I'm pumped. I like, I've been chomping at the bit to read more. So now I find like, cool, I can read more. Finally. Cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm excited to keep going with this. Um, we got to run through some stuff cause we are a little bit over time. Um, so yeah, if you, you guys know this. You love it. Um, if you want to reach out, if you want to help the show, there's two great things you can do. Number one, you can review the show on iTunes, Spotify. We'd love to use that space like to hear what you're thinking about the show, um, what you're enjoying, things to improve. Um, also, what you're feeling like revisiting the series, revisiting whatever we're talking about. Um, it's always good to kind of hear what people are thinking about it. Um, let us know what you thought about the beginning. Arc by arc podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to email us, give us something maybe a little bit more long form. You've got some in-depth thoughts because I know there's a lot of people with in-depth thoughts about One Piece. So be sure to email us those. Love to see those as well. And then, of course, if you want to see any of our socials, uh, mine's at Labosco. Ramsey's, where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ramsey's underscore GG. Isaac, if they want to find you, where would they find you at? Um. Instagram, Twitter, it's uh, Schmizek, S-H-M, and then my first name spelled I-Z-A-E-K. I'm also realizing I don't so plug this. Go. I haven't plugged this enough yet. Um, Isaac and I are working on music again. Uh, I just put out an EP a couple months ago under the name My Own Giant on Spotify. Ooh. That you, I, 
let me know what you think about it. It's been fun. And Isaac and I literally recorded some more stuff recently, and I'm super stoked for that to come out soon, too. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to episode one, guys. We're so glad that you were here with us for, for the start of this romance that we are going to go on as well. Romance in the traditional sense, in case you didn't get that's what it meant for romance. Like Dawn. epic story so, romance. Yeah. Then, epic well yeah it's an epic and this is the start of an epic so hopefully you enjoyed this and hopefully you'll be back for orange town again chapters 8 through 21 join us for that one next time but that's going to do it here for us thank you so much for for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode